Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable, the mystical, the magical, the macabre, New England's own Van Helsink. And with me is absolutely nobody, evidently. Uh, I know Anne is uh, with her husband tonight because he is running to be the new sheriff in town, a regular Clint Eastwood. Anyway, uh, so I will be here, and hopefully we'll have our guests. We're trying to get a hold of them now, but until then, let's go over a couple of things. So anyways, um, I do want to mention that uh, Spirit Quest is coming up. Don't forget about that. That is, when is that? That is September 27th, 28th, and 29th of this year. And we have a really great lineup. It is called Spirit Quest, of course, X-Files. And we are taking it and ripping it from the pages of the X-Files. So you might ask, what is going to be at Spirit Quest this year? So uh, our good friends, the ufologists, Greg and Berghorn and John Cambria will be here. They'll be looking into the X-File, because each one of these presentations will be on a single X-File rather than a broad subject. And they'll be looking into the Gulf Breeze 6, a truly unique story about UFOs and the paranormal, believe it or not. Cody Desbian uh, from the TAPS home team will be here as well, and he will be talking about the curse of Rocky Point Amusement Park. And parapsychologist, a UK parapsychologist, Stephen Parsons will also be here uh, with The Last Witch, which is intriguing because I certainly didn't know the persecution of The Last Witch in England, so that's interesting. Keith and Sandra Johnson will be doing The Conjuring House, and uh, Ken DaCosta from Rise Up Paranormal will be uh, will be here there as well, and he will be doing What's Your Emergency, which we'll look into a little bit of uh, of the, you know, how to, uh, different uh, things for uh, paranormal uh, X-File things. So anyways, uh, that's some of the stuff that's going on. Also, uh, Andrew Lake will be doing Roadside Encounters as well. And we will also be have Ann Carrigan uh, with the curse of the El Caminos, which is a fascinating tale about a cursed ship and our X-File, excuse me. And then Dylan Jones from the UK, uh, from uh, the great British ghost tours will be here as well. And he will, uh, he's a former copper and he will do the X-File investigating cases in the X-File, which will be how do coppers investigate them. So, Anyways, uh, 
Also, we will be doing, there's more and more to this thing, Psych, X-File of Psychic Detective. Uh, this goes into how do psychic detectives, what type of techniques do they use in investigating X-Files, finding lost persons, dead bodies, and so forth. And uh, you will have, this is a workshop, so it's hands-on. You get to, to try it and figure out uh, for yourself if you have the ability to solve some of these X-Files as well. On uh, Saturday night, uh, of course, will be our, you know, we usually say ghost hunt, but this one is X-File Voices of the Dead. We look into EVPs, the origins of EVPs, and then you will build uh, your own Radu Diode, which is a old uh, communication device used to communicate with the dead, and you will be building your own that night, yours to take home. And uh, after that, you will go out with Cody Desbian and Jim Stonia from New England Ghost Project and break into teams and actually work on various methods of EVPs, including using your auto dials and try to collect some evidence. And then uh, at the end of the night, we review the evidence and we actually have some prizes for best evidence. So that's going to be kind of cool too. And then on Friday night, which I forgot, will be the usual Dining with the Dead costume event. Uh, we'll have a costume contest as well at dinner. And then we go into the pa Paranormal Power for a series of uh, entertaining paranormal experiences. That's all I'm going to say at this time. We'll give you a little bit more of that later on. So anyway, so I'm still waiting for my guest to come in and uh, hopefully he'll be here shortly. But that's some of the things that's going on at the uh, Spirit Quest this year, September 27th, 28th, and 29th. You can go to my website, anyghostproject.com, the letter N, the letter, yeah, the letter N, the letter E, ghostproject.com. So there you go on that. Oh, by the way, while you're at the site, why not sign up for the newsletter? And... Uh, it's a, a pretty good, decent uh, newsletter, if I say so myself. It's got a lot of articles in it and has a uh, you know, joke of the month and has a bunch of other cool things in it. And it's free, delivered directly to your email box. So can't be that anyways. So I'm going to speak about emails right now. I am going to send out an email to my guest and see where the hell he is. <laughs> Uh, do, do. So, as I'm doing that, uh, welcome to Ghost Chronicles uh, Next Generation right here on Tojinet and Pararex Radio. Okay, all done. And there it is. All right, so what else is going on? So I don't know if you guys knew it, but we have this big uh, deal now in, in, in New England. Uh, it seems that some of the major stations have reported uh, that the Molas is haunted. And don't know who that is, so we'll just get rid of that as well. Unless it's Cal, of course, and then that could very well be. Uh, but anyways. So anyways, the Molas. Aisle number four is haunted. If you go there, you supposedly see uh, the ghost of a female dressed in Victorian garb. 
And this has been on uh, the news for quite some time now. And uh, Demolis finally, because of all the pressure from all the major news stations here, uh, issued a statement. And their statement from Demolis Supermarket, I keep saying Demolis, is, it's market basket, basket, I apologize. It was originally founded by Demolis, and uh, growing up, that's the name I knew it. But anyways, uh, the market basket issued an official statement basically saying that we do not know of any ghosts to uh, uh, there or shop there. But if they do, maybe they are attracted by the Victorian prices that they have, which I thought was kind of an interesting statement from uh, Market Basket as well. Good, good. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, marketing thing as well, I think, anyways, because why not? But anyways, uh, let me see what we get out here. Uh, let's see what's up on the news here. Looking into this, I'm not prepared because I expected to have a guest, but that's okay. We have, we can do others. So, and by the way, if anybody wants to join me, uh, there is a number to call in, which evades me right now. Uh, but if Roy's listening, he could post that in the message, and I will give that out so anybody can join us if they like, since it's going to be a interesting night without uh, my guest right now. So, anyways. Okay, here we go. Let's move right on. Oh, and, and the news newsletter, which was pretty cool, was the the first uh, documenter documentation of the Boston UFO back in Puritan times, which I found really intriguing. The whole story is written by um, the uh, what's his name, uh, the governor. The, the governor, the former governor of uh, the Bay State Colony, and it it gives you some good accounts of the sightings of UFOs back in Puritan times. So that's something to look at. Anyways, if anybody do does want to call in, like Nate, uh, the number here is 903-787-5880. That's 903-787-5880. That's the call-in number. You can certainly join me since I do have airtime by myself tonight. All right, so moving on to other things that are kind of weird and strange, because that's what I do, is that we have, all right, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. A case of, this is another interesting case. This is an X-File, I guess, so I should probably do this for a spirit quest, but in case I don't, it's called the Gloucester Goal. A ghoul, 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 ghoul. I can never get that straight. And it's supposedly about a beast that is sighted in uh, Gloucester, of course. And it's uh, a long story. This goes back to 1896. And this creature was seen by many people. And uh, to, to this day, it's, it's unsolved. But it's an intriguing story in itself, and so I, I guess I'm going to, should I go into it? No, it's uh, you can always check it out, but I don't really want to go into it tonight. But don't worry, there's more. Don't worry, there's more. So let's talk. Go on to something that we all need to know: that uh, things that you thought were illegal but are not. <laughs> 
So a lot of people think that certain things uh, were illegal, but they really are not. Foods containing arsenic, for instance. Now everybody, everybody knows arsenic. Arsenic is it's pretty uh, pretty dangerous. It, you know, higher rates of it can cause skin, bladder, and lung cancers, as well as heart disease, according to the FDA. Uh, but if you didn't know, unlike European countries, the U.S. has no ban on arsenic in foods. Uh, isn't that bizarre? So, for instance, apples uh, were treated by arsenic. In fact, we have a an orchid, yeah, what do you call it? Orchard, orchard in town in Dragut, uh, Edie's Orchard. I used to have Edie's Orchard, and they were treated. And the arsenic got into the groundwater, and the, the wells of one of the, in fact, on my manufacturing place, uh, my the the place was didn't have town water, had well water, and the well water was tainted by uh, arsenic. So eventually, we had to close the wells and uh, use uh, town water, had bring town water in, but. Uh, Another one, uh, the the spanking in schools. This is another intriguing thing. Uh, a lot of people believe that any type of corporal punishment is illegal. And as it turns out, it is not. Uh, there are many schools that do, well, not many, but there are a lot of them. Uh, it is permitted in the following states, Alabama, Arizona, Arkansas, Colorado, Florida, Georgia, Idaho, Indiana, Kansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, Mississippi, Missouri, North Carolina, Oklahoma, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, and Wyoming. Seems like it's all southern and western states. Uh, you know, there are some, like New Jersey and, and Massachusetts, doesn't permit it, but uh, corporal punishment, spanking, paddling, and slapping is permitted in those particular states. Uh, spanking in school, uh, however, I mean spanking at home, is legal in all states, believe it or not. Whoa, this is interesting. Spanking in school is legal in many states, but spanking at home is legal in all states. So is kicking, slapping, whipping, as long as it's considered reasonable discipline by the parent or caretaker. What is reasonable uh, discipline? That's determined by the case of law. So if you're accused of child abuse, which you can be very easily in Massachusetts, uh, when you thought you were engaging in a reasonable discipline, uh, your local judge will get to decide what is reasonable and what is not. You know, that's that's pretty freaking amazing because I thought that that uh, was uh, totally banned in all of the states. However, another thing that we uh, – there are also in, uh, many jokes about this as well – is marrying your cousin. Uh, although some view it as a negative st stigma, uh, the fact is you can marry your cousin – in every state in the United States. The only issue is which cousin? I get, okay. At least 34 states uh, 
go so far as allowing you to marry your first cousin, uh, which would be your aunt or uncle's kids. That being said, some states uh, do not permit uh, the marriage of first cousins. So that's kind of weird. <laughs> I don't know who would want to marry their cousin. I don't know. Whatever. Backyard burials. Here's a good one. Most states, uh, it's perfectly legal to bury your loved ones right in your own backyard. Okay, I could save on my funeral costs right here. I can see this. Uh, just be sure you pay attention to zoning laws. Oh, there you go. And how close it is to body of water. Um, that leaves me out. I'm across from the river. And uh, so I guess they can just take you and pop you on the ground in the backyard. Hmm. Interesting. So what else we got? I, I, you know, removing a tag from a mattress. I think that's pretty well known that it is um, illegal. Uh, no, it is not. You can, <laughs> you can definitely remove it. I think they put it on here to scare the crap out of you. But don't, don't you remember that growing up about seeing that? Uh, it's illegal to remove the tag on a, a wash. But yeah, whatever. But this is something that we should all know. Uh, and is, is very important to those of you. If you get behind the wheel of your car buck naked, that's your prerogative, and it's totally legal. So if you're buck naked behind driving, I guess it's fine. There is one hitch, however. Getting in and out of the car's car can cause legal problems. If somebody sees you, you could be prosecuted for public lewdness. Uh, wow. <laughs> I think that's intriguing. But I, I believe, too, if, if, if the person can uh, view into your car that it's illegal. For instance, if you were sitting in a parked car uh, on a street with the sidewalk, then that is absolutely illegal to uh, drive naked or sit parked naked, I guess it is. I guess. Anyways. I don't know. Why, why would anybody want it, especially in the summertime? Imagine how you would stick to the surface of the – the. Uh, and I suppose if you have leather seats, it's okay. Anyway. All right, so going back to some of the other things we have. Sleeping in your car. In at least 14 states, it's perfectly legal to sleep in the car at a rest stop. I think that's right. In fact, I remember when we traveled across the country with my parents, uh, we did do that. Uh, yeah, we went on a summer trip and we went across the country. I remember one, though, uh, that was a little bit hairy, I guess the word is. We were out in the Midwest, and we, my family had pulled, pulled into a rest stop, and we were sleeping in the cars. You know, this is back in the day, you know, and all of a sudden, our parents woke us up in the in the middle of the night, says, "Come on, you gotta go. We gotta go." And we left. Uh, what had happened? It was a big biker gang. <laughs> gang had pulled into the rest stop, and uh, that was a hint to leave. So we did. Uh, hmm, that's intriguing. Okay, performing surgery without having slept. You think that would be a law, but according to this, uh, it isn't. 
Uh, one surgeon had a good night's sleep before opening up anyway, but unfortunately, despite widespread knowledge and how steep sleep deprivation impairs cognitive performance and motor skills, there is no law that says surgeons have to have a good night's sleep or even the opportunity to sleep before performing surgery. That is bizarre. Uh, marrying a sibling. It may be taboo, but society tends to frown upon step-sibling relationships. Oh, this is step-siblings. The fact remains, if you want to marry your stepdaughter or stepsister, there are no, I repeat, no U.S. laws that uh, ban you from sleeping with your, uh, marry, excuse me, marrying your stepsister or stepbrother. Uh, so there you go on that one. Uh, this is awful. Uh, dog dining and cat consumption. If you're so inclined, you are by no means suggesting that you should, but it's legal to legally entitled to consume dog meat. Uh, same as cat meat. That being said, the sale of both cat and dog meat is prohibited. So anyone interested in dining on a cat and dog, oh, that's too gross. I don't even want to go there. That is wicked. Wicked, wicked gross. I can't believe that one. Oh, can you can you imagine? Oh, I can't. I mean, I've heard of people eating dog food, but anyway. All right, so let's go look into some of the dumbest real laws. Is That which are prohibited. And let's start with Arizona. No spitting in public. In the town of Goodyear, Arizona, it is unlawful to spit in or on any public building, park, sidewalk, or road. Offenders may be fined up to $2,500 and face six months in jail. Uh-oh, good thing I don't live here. Arkansas must pronounce the state name correctly. Can you imagine me being in Arkansas? I'd be screwed for sure. Visitors beware. It is strictly prohibited to pronounce Arkansas incorrectly per state code. In three syllables, blah, 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 it just tells you how to pronounce it. Can you believe that? I can't. I'd be, like I said, uh... Oh, this is a sad law. Uh, in California, you are un. It is unlawful to build, maintain, or use nuclear weapons within the Chico, uh, California city limits. Fine. In Colorado, it is uh, illegal to catapult. Okay, but you can't if otherwise you can build a catapult, but you can't discharge it. Discharge it. You can't fire anything from it. So anyways, by the way, if anybody wants to join me, the number here is 903-787-5880. And there you go. Okay. And from the great state of Connecticut. Pickles cannot be sold unless it bounces. According to a 1948 article, the law became necessary after two scheming pickling packers, say that one twice, 
uh, try to sell pickles unfit for human consumption on the sly. Connecticut's Food and Drug Commissioner at the time proclaimed the real pickle should bounce when dropped from a height of one foot, uh, leading to the state regulations. So there you go. Uh, let's see what other lovely ones. Well, that's pretty stupid. In California, you can't sell children. That's a good thing. I don't know why that's so dumb. Uh, oh, here you go. Georgia. Georgia, you can't eat fried chicken with utensils. So no finger food. Farmer chicken chompers in Gainesville, Georgia, finger licking is not a suggestion. It's mandatory. Thanks to a 1961 law added to the city code as a publicity stunt that would make sense. It makes it illegal to eat fried chicken uh, in the poultry capital of the world with anything other than your fingers. A tourist was arrested for such chicken fucking violation in 2009. And that one I just cannot believe. Uh, moving right along. What else we got? Oh, Idaho prevents uh, cannibalism. No, it's absolutely illegal in the state of Idaho uh, to practice cannibalism. Hmm. All right. And as we're coming up to the break, let's lead you with something good. Oh, here you go. Idaho, no faking your butter. I can't believe... Uh, it's not butter, is a misdemeanor. Any person who attempts to pass off margarine, oleo, or oleo margarine uh, is guilty of a simple dismeanor, this misdemeanor in the state of Idaho, punishable by up to 30 days in jails and a $625 fine. So, ladies, uh, if you're serving butter, you better, t um, margarine, you better tell them it's margarine, because uh, that's what it is. Anyways, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles Morning Edition right here on Morning Edition, Next Generation right here on Tojinet and Pararex Radio. And we'll be back after the following message. Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. Hello. Hello, can you hear me? My name is Harry Price. I am speaking to you via the medium of the Ghost Box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Para-X Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing. 
although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he's a paranormal scientist. Well, mustache, I'm required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. everyone we are back again we meaning me i guess anyways while uh we were at the break i tried to, we tried to contact our host i mean i guess but uh evidently well you know it's a different time zone out there uh maybe that's what happened i don't know i'll give him the benefit of the doubt he's a college professional what do you want um anyways Anybody likes to call it, they certainly can join me at uh, 903-787-9. I lost it. Oh, man. I'm just doing just so good. There it is. 903-787-5880. So you can join me. So we were kind of looking at stupid laws, I guess. Right? Yes, we were. So what other wonderful laws that it's illegal? So let's take a look at the wonderful state of Kansas. And I want you to know it is still illegal to throw snowballs in Topeka, Kansas. Thanks to the weirdly worded law in the city's criminal code, it is unlawful to throw any stones, snowballs, or other missiles at any person or property in Topeka. In an ordinance, in an ordinance that former Mayor Bill Burden publicly flaunted by tossing a whopper of a snowball at a tree in 2005. I'm going to have an audience drawn and up and repealed as a dumb law. And uh, the prisons are already crowded and are filled with children uh, who, know, <laughs> yeah, we're careful. Yeah, I don't think so. Anyway, yeah. Uh, in this lovely state of uh, Kentucky, it is illegal to duel. Uh, public officials and attorneys in Kentucky must swear an oath that they have not fought a duel with deadly weapons. So there you go. In Louisiana, this is a serious law because uh, Louisiana loves their catfish. It is illegal to steal someone else's crawfish. Not say catfish, crawfish, excuse me. Uh, like really illegal. That's what it says. Mariting, uh, mariting its own state law, crawfish theft, in excess of $1,500 can land the offender with up to 10 years in jail and a $3,000 fine. Ugh. So don't steal that. In Maine, the lovely state of Maine, let's not forget them, it is forbidden to post advertisements on another person's tombstone in the city of Wells. Part of a lengthy list of cemetery regulations, this audience are really a, a favor to would-be marketers, and nobody could understand 
why they would do this anyways, but yeah, no advertising on tombstones. In Maryland, it is illegal to swear or curse upon any street, highway in Rockville, Maryland. Anyone caught swearing uh, is a misdemeanor charge, and it's $100 in the swear charge. So there you go with that one. And let me try something else. All right, so Massachusetts, uh, you cannot dance to the national anthem. Now, that's, that's interesting. It is prohibited to dance to the national anthem in Massachusetts, thanks to an excessively patriotic 1917 law. While you're trying to ponder what you should dance to the national anthem, uh, find someone that this law uh, could never actually be enforced thanks to a Slightly weightier document called the First Amendment. <laughs> Can't dance. Uh, so, ah, lovely state of Minnesota. Uh, long winters can be boring, but there is no good reason uh, to hold a greased pig contest in your power. Since 1971, it has been considered a misdemeanor to operate, run, or participate in any activity where a pig is oiled up and released as an object of being recaptured. And the same goes for turkey scrambles. So no grease pigs, I guess. Anyways, uh, moving right along, the lovely state of Mississippi. Mississippi believes in a person's inalienable right to consume big gulps. Following uh, former New York Mayor Michael Bloomberg's contention, oh yeah, I remember this, that they, they restrict the size of soft, soft drinks throughout the city, Mississippi's Governor Phil Bryant signed a law preventing the state lawmakers from enacting rules that limit the portion sizes. Oh, it's called the anti-Bloomberg bill. That's why perhaps one in three Mississippians are obese. I didn't say that. Moving right along, let's go to Missouri, the lovely state of Missouri. Uh, so in Missouri, the University City, Missouri, it is illegal to swing upon another person's motor vehicle or honk their horn at them. I don't know why you would swing upon a vehicle. I don't, I'm not even sure what that is, actually, but it's illegal, so don't do it. In uh, Montana, going to vehicles once again, uh, anyone who has driven through Montana is inevitably wondering, how far could I throw a Frisbee over the plains? Those who seek the answers should avoid Helena. It is illegal to play Frisbee golf anywhere not deemed sanctioned as a Frisbee golf course. Curiously, uh, the cost of $500 in six months in jail. jail. So there you go. And joining me is not the original guest, but uh, someone who's going to save my ass right now, is my favorite West Coast witch, Marla Brooks. Hello. Good. Marla, thank you for joining me because I have been here rambling about myself. 
what, for 30 minutes? Yes, 40? I have. Wow, good for you. Do I sound terrible? I don't have a headset on. No, you're fine. You're fine. You sound a hell of a lot better than I did, so there you go. But I sound better than you. Did you? Did you uh, what? Did, well, did you start bragging about your newsletter? Did you tell everybody about that? I did mention it a little bit. I did mention it. it is, they could sign up for a tree. You saw it, right? I sent you a copy. I saw it, and I loved it. Did you it, really? Really well done, yes. Thank you. I, I've been doing these for years, but uh, I'm putting a lot more effort into them. Well, I shouldn't say that. Uh, we have been doing them <laughs> fairly decent for years. It's uh, uh, the latest one's out. And uh, uh, before you came on, I was talking about uh, dumb laws and in laws that you thought were things that you thought were illegal, but uh, are not. Like, for instance, marrying your first cousin. In New Hampshire, do you know it's it's forbidden to collect seaweed at the beach at night. Oh, see, no, I wouldn't like that. Yeah, well, there's a lot of laws. You know, you can't grease pigs in uh, Missouri. Now that one I've heard. <laughs> I don't know why you would, but. Yeah, well, um, I, I'm fortunate that I don't have any great need to do that. So if I go to Missouri, I won't get arrested. Yeah. Well, not bad anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess so. Anyways, I'm just going to pass on the rest of these because this, they drive me nuts as it is and as I scroll down here. So anyways, uh, thank you for joining me, Myla. And uh, for those who don't know, Myla is the host of... Stirring the Cauldron, which has been running as long as Ghost Chronicles Next Generation, well, Ghost Chronicles, period. And uh, she is on every Thursday night at 9 o'clock on Pararex Radio. Yeah. And just did like, I get that right? Yeah. Just like Ghost Chronicles. You're on Pararex Radio, too. And Tojinet. Yeah. You're all over the place. Uh, yeah, um, we're actually on some other ones as well. So it's the hottest thing is trying to get my... Uh, Figures, you know, the the audience you reach. I mean, I can get the Tojinet ones, but I can't get the ones that when it's picked up from other ones, it's kind of crazy. But Really? Yeah. I mean, are, from the podcast, you mean? Yeah. Do you put them up on Podomatic or something? No. Okay. No, what? what am I doing? What am I saying wrong? <laughs> well, no. I mean, if you if you put your podcasts up on something like Podomatic, it gives you the stats every week. What's a Potomatic? Uh, oh, we should talk off here. <laughs> We're going a little nuts here. But, yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, I'll talk to you off here on that. But. Yeah, just saying. Yeah. If you yeah want to not, that's, that's a great it. idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, I did have a guest on, but uh, something happened. He's not here. Perhaps he died. Uh, I could help. <laughs> <laughs> Myler and I could hold a seance right now and see if we could reach him from the other side if if he did die. Uh, is yeah. there a, is, is there a time limit on, on on reaching spirits after they die, or is it just? It's uh, probably once they come back. You know, when they decide to come back, it probably it would be hard. They to never get left. Them. I mean, isn't that what a spirit is? A guy that never left. Well, but I mean, the reincarnate part. If they reincarnate. Oh, reincarnated. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, I know you don't believe in that. Um, no. But <laughs> but that but that would be a reason for not being able to get in touch with them. But no, I don't think there's a time limit on it. In general. Really. Just, just depends what they're doing over there. They might be too busy to bother with you. You know. I mean, I've heard that people go to their own funerals. Uh, spirits, of course. Yeah. Not, not yeah. People. 
because they go people go to it that's beside uh have you ever heard of that before yeah yeah mm-hmm. and yeah. And I've heard people say that, you know, that they knew that, that somebody was there. You know, they knew that this guy was sitting there watching his own funeral. They could feel yeah. him, I think. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what's really funny is is I had a, my, uh, my brother-in-law passed away uh, years ago. And uh, I went to his uh, funeral, of course. My father-in-law was alive at that time. And so I was kind of taking care of him because he was quite elderly. And... Uh, you know, you go you go to the thing, you, you say your prayers at the coffin and all that stuff, right? So anyways, um, uh, my father-in-law was old, so we had to go eat. So I took him out for dinner during, you know, because it's awake. Awake is, takes a, a long time. And uh, so I took him out to dinner, drove him home eventually, and then came back to the wake and uh, waited to the end. It was the very end of it. And I was the the last person leaving. And I went down and said my prayers at the coffin. As I did, I looked at my brother-in-law and he had this big shitting grin on his face, right? Mm-hmm. Just just like he had in real life. Right. And, uh, you know, I didn't think anything of it. I just thought that was so, so uh, much like him. So anyways, next I went home, uh, Jan and I went home. And then next morning we came back, you know, for the funeral. And I came in and I went down and I did my prayers at the coffin again, and it wasn't there. <laughs> uh-huh. Honest to God, it was so bizarre. And I would swear in a Bible, if you gave me a Bible right now, that he had that big shitting grin on his face, and uh, it wasn't there when I came back the next day. So do you think, I mean, there's two ways about this. So okay. One way or the other, he had a smile on his face, all right? But do you yeah. think that he had the smile because he was in the body and made the face smile? Or do you think that he superimposed himself over the body? That's and- an intriguing question there because yeah. I'm not sure who else saw it. You know, I didn't... Yeah, I didn't- but asking, right? Didn't take a poll on it, you know. <laughs> hey, is he smiling? <laughs> <laughs> Did you no, see that? You know, that's intriguing, Molly. I never looked at it that way, that it was, otherwise, I'm the one that only saw it. Well, maybe you were, but maybe others did too. But but maybe for you, he did it. Mm-hmm. He wanted you to see it because he knew you kind of believed in that or, or, you know, had a propensity to. I don't know if you were into it at that time, but still, you know. But if he would, it was he was already gone, then he could probably have known that you were going to be down the line but yeah i think they do that i think uh, i think when they pass they, they do things that try to get our attention to let them to let us know that they're still there i mean i've had a couple of things like that too not at, really those are not at viewings but um a really good friend of mine passed away mm-hmm and the night of his funeral, I was I was living alone then. I was sit, sitting there watching TV, and I got my knee tickled. And that was just oh, really, <laughs> you know. I mean, I knew that I wasn't imagining that. And I said, Stanley, okay, I get it. You're here, you know. Thank you or something. You, is is this someone you knew intimately? Yeah, yeah. So that would not surprise you that if he he did that in real life. 
Right. Yeah. I mean, and, and anyway, people tickle people's knees or they, you know, their elbow or whatever. But I think that was just oh, that it's was called sexual harassment nowadays. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, from the other side, that's even worse. Um, can't, yeah. can't put him in jail. But yeah, I mean, I, I just in, innately knew that was him because, you know, nobody else would do that, you know. And then there's also the thing about when they come to you in dreams, but it's not really a yeah. dream. It's more like astrally. And this other friend of mine um, died in a plane crash. Mm-hmm. And um, the night of his funeral, this, see, this is it. It's got a theme here, the night of the funerals. Um, but when the night of his funeral, cool. I had a dream. I but it, and, and he just came into the dream and he walked over to me and he just smiled. And he gave me a really big um, hug, oh. you know, tight hug, one of those. And then he just turned around and walked away. And you kind of know when it's a dream different than when you're like on the astral plane or something. You know what? I mean, I'm, I'm not really big on the astral thing. I don't know how to get there. You know, everybody, right. oh, it's easy. Just do it. No, I can't. Um, yeah. Or maybe I'm too impatient. Yeah. But, you know, you sometimes know when you're happy. Yeah, you can visit me. Well, I'll try. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it, it's one of those things that you know that it's not a dream. You just get the feeling that. You know, you're you're really talking to somebody. You're having a conversation. It's not like some of those stupid dreams that you dream of somebody and you're, you know, riding pink elephants in a rodeo or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know that's a dream. But when yeah. you're sitting there face-to-face and, and having a conversation or looking into each other's eyes and, and, and you know, passing thoughts back and forth or whatever, you kind of know that it's not a dream. So, you know, I mean, that's why I think... With him, he died unexpectedly in a plane crash. So that makes sense. He came to say goodbye. That makes good yeah, sense. Yeah. Um, Stanley, the other one, he just, he was that way. He was a jokester. He was, um, you know, just somebody that would do things like that. You know, mm-hmm. you just kind of know. I'm thinking, Ooh, well, there, you know, there's plenty of ghosts in this house. I mean, because the house was really haunted, but nobody's ever tickled my knee before. So it must have been him. So yeah. I guess a lot of people uh, should really be concerned if I die then, right? I think they should be very concerned, yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm going to, you know, uh, figure out some way to... Do, do they have a ghost jar? I know they have witches jars, but do they have a ghost jar they can use? <laughs> or, or, or Van Helsing jar? <laughs> jar to bury it so you can't get near? Yeah, that could yeah. happen. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, I, you know, you're talking about dreams and you can get messages in dreams is that... Uh, Something I never, ever knew is that, uh, and I probably told you this before, but just in case I didn't, uh, when my mom was was uh, getting very, very old, uh, like 97 or something, and, and she had some little incident, she ended up, had to go into the re- rehabilitation hospital or whatever it is, nursing home kind of thing, you know, until it was taken care of. And then, uh, so one night I was there in, I sat on the bed with her, and it was the end of the night, and they shut all the lights out. We were just sitting there like a couple of, uh, you know, kids in, in our bedroom late at night, and she, we would, she was telling me all kinds of stories from the past that I never knew, and it was so intriguing. And, and uh, you know, I think that was such such an important moment, but what moment for me and her. One of the things she told me, which I had never, ever knew, is that my great-great-grandfather in Poland uh, used to, in the village he was in, when people died, 
their loved ones would go to him and tell him uh, whatever and ask for messages. And he would sleep. And the next morning, he would either give the, the person that died a message or, or get a message from the person who died and, and tell it to the loved ones. And and he had done this for years and years. That's what he would do. I mean, people would come to him and and ask for uh, communication, basically, I guess. So they, they, But he would do it in sleep, not mm-hmm. as a... Thing. I thought that was intriguing. I had never heard of that. And... Oh, yeah, I, I mean, I've heard of, you know, well, we hear about prophetic dreams and we hear about right. things like that. But sometimes... Yeah, like Casey. Casey would, would, would do all yeah. his stuff while sleeping, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Casey was was good at that. You know, I was just thinking when you were just, again, my mind wanders. Um, you like mine. Yeah. That's why we're good together. But um, we were talking about when I was asking and thought maybe, you know, if your brother-in-law kind of superimposed him over um, right. the body. Now, you do those red light seances all the time, right? Right. Okay. Right. Have you ever had a medium transfiguration that happen to them? We you have, know? yes. You look at the medium and, and they change their, their... Transfigure. Yep. That's oh. the, the thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But... Okay. I, very, I think it only happened maybe once or twice at the, the Red Light Saints. Uh, but working with Maureen, that has happened yeah. many, many times. Yeah. Transfiguration, which is yeah. simply amazing. I always tell one of the stories that when we went to sign with our book agent for the first book, Ghost Chronicles, and we went down to Georgia, they took us around. We did a bunch of events with them and stuff. But they took us to this historic house. And while she was in the historic house, she went into a trance and right there, broad daylight. It wasn't like nighttime or anything. It was like afternoon. She mm-hmm. began to transfigure her face, change. She scared the crap out of our agent. <laughs> and uh, she did take telephone uh, video of that. I went, I know it's one of it, but she never gave me it. But uh, yeah, her face changed from, to an old lady when her demeanor changed because she actually trans-channeled at that time. And yeah. uh, so... Yeah, it does happen. And yeah. a lot of big spiritualist mediums, that's one of the reasons for a red light science is that mm-hmm. their face would uh, transfigure. Yeah, I mean, it's something that you don't see all the time in seances, but when you do, it's it's rather amazing. Have you seen it? Yeah, um, I saw Kenny Kingston do it one time when we were having a seance. I don't know that name, King, Kenny Kingston, Kenny probably for you. Psychic to the stars, yeah. I mean, oh, psychic to the stars. For like a million years, you know, he was uh, Marilyn Monroe's one and only psychic. He really? So, uh huh. Psychic to three presidents, which surprised me, but that's true. I uh, rather be uh, psychic to Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, well, and he was buddies with Mae West. I mean, they, he, you know, he was an old guy, and he was around um, for a very long time, and and he knew. I mean, he was also who was Wallace Simpson, and and oh yeah. Um, he was their psychic, the Duke and her. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He got around, didn't he? He did. He did. He's got a wonderful one he has. Well, it's out, still out. He's not with us anymore. He passed away a couple of years ago, but he wrote a book called I Still Talk To. And it's all about all the people that he knew mm-hmm. and his experiences when they were alive. And then he channeled them or, or talked to them when they were on the other side. So he does the thing, he gave the backstory about, you know, well, with Marilyn, you know, I was her one and only psychic and blah, 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 blah. And all these things about Marilyn. And then he, he does a session where he talks to her and oh, wow, it's really an interesting book. It really, really is. 
Um, so yeah, so he did, we we were at the Hollywood Roosevelt doing a séance in that that room where the guy was supposedly you know had his throat slit and stuff that creepy mm. room, and um, you know we didn't know what we were going to get, but he he actually it's really kind of funny. But you remember I Love Lucy? Yeah. You remember Mrs. Oh my God, what was her name? The neighbor downstairs, the the, the old lady. Ethel Murmur? No, 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 no. The 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 landlady. Um, oh, I know what you mean. Well, that would babysit little Ricky every so often, and and she was kind of a semi regular on there. It, it, yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, now her name escapes me, but and anyway. oh, Mrs. Trumbull was the name of it. Oh um, yes, that's it. Yeah. Okay. And I don't remember her real name right now, but we were there in the room, you know, a whole bunch of us trying to see, you know, what was going on with the guy that kept showing up in the room. And, and mm -hmm. I mean, I told you the story real quickly that um, he, one of the maids was in the room cleaning. It was in one of the cabanas. So it's like a little apartment. And um, she was cleaning the bedroom and all of a sudden she sees this form, this guy turns into it from the waist up with his throat slit. What? And, yeah, a spirit. And so she panicked and she ran out the door and the surveillance cameras caught her as she was running out the door. And the minute she got out of the room, she fainted. And all that was on the surveillance cameras. So it's like she wasn't kidding about it. Um, really? Yeah. So, so we were in there waiting to see if that guy would show up, you know, Kenny and everybody else. And, uh, okay, really quick. Um, he turned into Mrs. Trumbull during the seance. He did. And it was really is all get out. Yeah, <laughs> it really was. That's um, bizarre. Yeah, yeah, it was. You know, it's funny. I watched at Christmas time. I watched the uh, Lizzie show, uh, Lucy show on. They had a, uh, like a special on it, and it was so funny because there was Ricky Ricardo uh, with his, his little little Ricky and and Lucy, and they're doing Christmas stuff, and he's got a smoking a cigarette. Yep. <laughs> Blowing yep. the smoke and everything. It's like, uh, nothing. It's like. Yeah, well, they didn't think so. Oh, one more reason that, that he got, um, Kenny got Mrs. Trumbull was Mrs. Trumbull lived at the Roosevelt for some, some oh, year. Oh, cool. So that's cool. what the tie-in was. It wasn't like he just grabbed her out of fresh so, air. So the seance that you went to, and I, I know we are running out of time. Yeah. Uh, the seance you went to, how, how was this set up? Was there a table or was it just a circle? Was it just, what was it? We were like, just sitting around in, in in a room, and and Kenny was like at the helm, and he 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 sings like hymns before he, to get into the trance state and everything. Really? So, yeah, we weren't holding hands. Everybody was just sitting around in this this the living room of this this bungalow, and and you know he was you know holding court sort of, and that's yeah. what happened. Yeah, but he did he does these Christ, he did these Christian um, like uh, can't even remember now, but that he always started with a song with a Christian song. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's pretty cool. The, um, the, the we do that at the séance. We play different types of music to see how if it, it how it affects the séance because spirituals did do that. They played very loud music actually. Uh, in fact, I have some old recordings of some of the early uh, spiritualist séances and some of the uh, music they played on it, which was you know like onward Christian soldiers and stuff. Yeah. I mean that was pretty heavy stuff back oh, then. Oh, when the Kennedys was in the garden. But, you know, never mind. Um, Anyways, we are just about out of time, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, Marla, here's the tunes. There we go. So, Marla Brooks, check her out on Thursday nights on Pararex, uh, 9 o'clock. Your website, Marla? MarlaBrooks.com.
All right, Mala, thank you for joining me, and thanks. Good night. God bless. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us good Lord.